Hey guys, welcome to my podcast All Years. I'm Rohit Khilnani. In case you're tuning in for the first time, I'm an entertainment journalist based in Mumbai. I talk about entertainment, that's movies, music, film reviews, interviews, and a lot of other fun things. I'm here to share my amazing experiences with you. Today, on this podcast All Years, I'm going to talk about YouTube. the irish rock band from dublin now why am i talking about youtube because guys i met them yes i met bono and the edge i did a 20 minute interview with them for ndtv in india i also spent another 10 minutes with them 10 about 10 15 minutes doing an audio interview in a group so i've spent about 30 minutes with them ask any youtube fan what that means that just means that it's a very big deal and i can't wait to share my experiences with you also stay tuned because i will have their audio right here so they should be right here you should be listening to their amazing voices they are the legendary band you two guys so stay tuned to all ears So before I share my experience for those listeners who don't know much let me tell you a bit about them U2 is one of the most popular bands in the world they are an Irish band they are from Dublin they are absolutely world famous for their exceptional music they have released 14 albums till date they are one of the world's best selling music artists they have sold about say 170 million records they have won 22 grammy awards not one not two 22 grammy awards they have been on every possible charts every music charts so they have been on top of the game and it's been so many years guys they are coming to india and that's the reason i went to interview them they wanted to talk to indian journalists so i got a chance to go meet them up close personal chat with them they are coming to mumbai for the joshua tree tour now this is a band that comprises of four band members bono the edge adam and larry bono and the edge actually do the main talking because they are good in interviews so when they started playing at a dublin market on august 11th 1979 they were just four young boys who wanted to make music because they liked music they enjoyed it they could do it they wanted to make it big the time was just right the music was just perfect in just a couple of years they played at so many places they got such fandom that they could not be ignored these four boys were making headlines within just 4 years they signed with island records and released their debut album in 1980 the album was called boy So they did some interesting work such as their first UK number 1 album which was War in 1983 and the singles like say Sunday Bloody Sunday and Pride in the Name of Love helped them get a reputation as a politically and socially conscious group by the mid 1980s they had become world famous everybody was listening to YouTube they were very good in live acts they were great performers on stage the group's fourth album the joshua tree came out in 1987 and that made them international superstars they were 
all over they were on magazine covers giving interviews they were appreciated critically they saw commercial success they were topping the charts across the world this album had some amazing numbers with or without you you all must have heard that at some point i still haven't found what i'm looking for imagine this album the joshua tree came in 1987 we are in 2019 they are coming to mumbai and doing a tour in many places they finished auckland as far as i know i saw this on their instagram they are still performing the joshua tree and everybody is going the stadiums are running back to capacity everyone i know is attending the youtube concert in mumbai so the people i'm talking about are basically legends they're going to be in mumbai at dy patel on december 15 2019 book my show is india's most popular ticketing website and apart from that they do a lot of events and shows they are the ones bringing youtube to mumbai and everyone's going to be there they approached me for this interview because they were looking for very select media to go and interview you too i obviously was very happy when i got the offer i also informed my news channel ndtv and my bosses when they heard that i will be interviewing you too and we'll get the interview they were really excited because everybody likes good music india takes its music very seriously and everyone born in the 70s and 80s is a you too fan so That was it. I was told that I'll be interviewing you two. I actually could not believe it. To interview Bono and the Edge is absolutely legendary. So this was going to happen in New York. So I would have to travel from Mumbai to New York. They were kind enough to make all the arrangements. So I reached New York. The night before the interview, I prefer to just sit and write my questions. But our friends at Book My Show had a pleasant surprise for us. That very night. In New Jersey, Backstreet Boys were performing. They took us there. We attended a Backstreet Boys concert. Can you imagine going to the US to interview you two, who you have always loved, and I've also loved Backstreet Boys. We've all been fans of this boy band. They are performing for their tour for the DNA album, which is their new album, and that was the last show in New Jersey. We were right there. We got great access. right in front listening to popular numbers like quit playing games with my heart back streets back it was absolutely amazing got back to my hotel very late in the night and started writing my questions for you too to be honest i had prepared my questions way back i like to be prepared for my interviews but one night before it's good to run through your questions and if you want to add something if you heard something more if you read something more wrote my questions had dinner crashed next morning all set in my best outfit that my stylist had given me because this is an on air interview so had to look the best <laughs> which i tried then i was taken to the legendary electric lady studio in new york now this itself is an iconic studio the biggest names in the music industry have recorded their albums here They've written their albums here. They've all recorded their most popular songs in this studio. The feel right there is that you have come to a place that has made historic albums, historic music. This place itself is history. They've made history time and again. In fact, you two, they have recorded their own songs there. 
So imagine you are going to meet you two in Electric Lady Studios where they have made the songs that you have always heard. I was most excited about firstly going to the studio. So first when we entered we sat in a group because there were some local journalists as well. Uh, this was mainly for the print media. Uh, my video interview was after this but we all were allowed to ask a couple of questions. You are waiting in the room for these rock stars to arrive and they arrive in the room and they own the room. You are just looking at them, they are smiling, they are so warm, kind hearted. You just know that they have come to give these 10 minutes to you. It has to be about you. They want to know about India. It's amazing that they already know so much about India. They know about Mahatma Gandhi. You know, we have the same, very similar flag, the tricolor, green, white, right. and orange. Our tiny little nation, um, Mahatma Gandhi spent some time pondering mm-hmm. because coming out from under uh, British colonialism mm-hmm. Ireland was an important um, uh, uh, testing um, and and it, indeed Mahatma um, Gandhi commented you know on, on, on the struggle of, of for Irish independence warned against the violent struggle specifically directed at Sinn Féin and and then this kind of other thing which was exaggerate their own importance. <laughs> Edge will tell you that we invented country music. But but, yeah, his, <laughs> but historians amongst you might check out the influence of the Irish constitution and the role that De Valera, our original Taoiseach, played in India. And you'll find it's true. <laughs> and then you'll think, gosh, that tiny little nation. We're so close. Bono was quoting Mahatma Gandhi. It was absolutely amazing to hear that. He was talking about Ahimsa and how Ahimsa has been the biggest gift from India to the world. I didn't expect that to be honest. I didn't know that they would know so much about India's history, but they knew. They were open to any idea. I wanted to do the introduction on camera and then I wanted to call them. So they went, stood on one side, I did my introduction, they came and sat on the chair. There was no one to give a clap. When we do video interviews, you want someone to give a clap. Bono gave the clap for my interview. They are that chilled out. So they really wanted to give me those 20 minutes like, dude, ask us anything, we are all yours. That's the best attitude a guest can have and that makes the interview. Of course, we'll give them the respect that they deserve, but just being so submissive is absolutely amazing. So now you should hear them. First question was obvious, why India so late in life? Why after all these years, why did it take them so long to come to India? Because they have so many fans in India. I'm sure they write to them on social media and all that. Why did it take so long? Hear it from you two. Well, we've been obviously very excited at the prospect of touring India, but this 
in the past there's been so many logistical issues that have prevented it but we just were so determined on this occasion to just figure it out so with the help of um, Live Nation and Arthur we, we, we went it was a bit of a campaign um, to, to, to make it happen our shows are, have been quite technical over the years in order to break down the distance between the band and the audience we've developed certain technologies and transporting those technologies can end up putting up the ticket price and and we were very conscious of putting up the ticket price in India we also weren't 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 sure that there was uh, a large enough audience for us oh, uh, yes. in, in, in India for those shows and and people did say no no you've definitely people all over the, uh, the country um, respond to your music but at this point our, our, uh, I think even if those people aren't telling us the truth we're coming and on one side we see everybody's a celebrity on Instagram with 2 million and 5 million and 10 million followers there are some with talent there are some without talent. Fame is not an easy thing to handle. It drives people up the wall. It drives people crazy. Your attitude changes. Your nature changes. You change as a person. But these guys are sitting in front of me are so warm. So I wanted them to give advice to the younger generation that's getting fame very easily on the social media. I want Bono and The Edge to talk to them and tell them how to handle this damn fame. Yeah. Uh, my question is for the younger audience who will be at your show in Mumbai. Right. Um, you know, they take fame for granted. It's very easy to become famous, have millions of followers. For this generation, you guys have seen all levels of fame personally, as a band. What do you want to tell them how to handle fame? Mm-hmm. For, the, for the young artists? For the young artists who become famous overnight and then don't well, I can't really speak to, to, to them directly, but what I would say about my own experience was the uh, importance of um, when it comes to your old friends, your family, to is is to leave all that at the door. You you know it's 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 a terrible tendency for for people who struggle to, to become well known mm. that it actually starts to uh, change them and. We grew up in Ireland, and Ireland's a very small community, so fame doesn't really operate in Ireland as such because you, you can only be so famous in Ireland because everyone knows everyone else. Yep. So it kind of helped us keep our feet on the ground. But in the end, it's, it's like, can you keep all your original friends? You know, you and your family turn out to be crucial anchors. You know, that, that, those relationships is so important to, to prevent you from changing advice to my son who's uh, sat out on a path to make music um, is don't listen to your dad <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's taking that advice he's, he's, he's mildly asthmatic and uh, he's called his band Inhaler oh. <laughs> need I say more um, I think it, the only thing on a serious level I would say is to understand that Fame is currency, and how you spend it will define you. You can spend it on yourself, you can spend it on others, you can 
beware, it's currency. It's and um, you can wear out your welcome. Um, I think it's there's a, there's an obscenity. Oops, big word. Um, something about fame that is somewhat noxious. And I think what it is is that it it sort of upends. God's order of things, which is, you know, nurses or, I don't know, emergency services or you know, mothers, these people are, actually, these are heroes, real heroes, actors, musicians, you know, we were over-rewarded, we're over-regarded, and we do do what we love when nobody gets to do what we love. We're not, that doesn't qualify us as heroes. And I just think that fame, celebrity culture can just turn, make you interesting because because you're, you know, good looking, because um, you're, you know, these things are in, these things are just inherited wealth, talent even. That's just inherited. It's like inherited wealth. It's, it had nothing to do with you. You, you. It came through your DNA. It should make you very humble. Is the truth, but it hasn't in my case. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so the interview got over. I took pictures. I made them sign autographs for my team members, for my friends. They were warm. They signed my audio CDs. They signed video CDs. They took a picture. I also realized something. That was my conclusion. And I've also interviewed some other people. I recently interviewed Katy Perry. That was another blog that's going to come up soon. Musicians, singers have a very different perspective and outlook towards their fans and the media. Because their performance, their live performance is on such a one-on-one with the audience, there's no disconnect. While film stars, it's different with them because they are not seeing the instant reaction. Someone is watching a film in some cinema and the actors may be sitting at home or shooting another film, they have moved on. But musicians, when they do concerts, they see the connection and they want to keep that connection. And that's why the way they talk, the way they do interviews, the way they are, film stars and musicians, singers, they are all very different from each other. This was my YouTube experience. I came back. We put out the interview on NDTV. Please watch it. If you go on YouTube or on NDTV.com, it's out there. It is a lovely interview which you should just not miss. I know you heard them right here. But if you want to see it, it's out there. So that was my experience with YouTube. It's an experience that will be very close to my heart all my life. One, because I got the chance to do it. Two, because they were so nice, so warm and so kind-hearted. And I would like to spread this word because we only watch them on the TV, listen to their music. Nobody knows how they are in real life. I'm doing this podcast so that you get to know how these guys actually are. They are some of the nicest people I've met in my life. I'm glad I got this chance and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned to my podcast all years for lots more.